Okay, so let's start. Let's start from the Zoyar. We'll read that part of the Zoyar, then we'll go to the story of the Baal Shem Tov, and I think they connect better that way. So in the very beginning of the Zoyar, <coughs> Mom is in the beginning, Daf Base Omud Aleph. There is like a short preface before, but basically this is uh, in the beginning of the Zoyar. It says like this, Yom Achad, one day, the Avino al Kefiomo, I was by the beach, by the seashore, says Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, he was walking on the, on the beach. Amino lay, uh, one second, the also Elio, Elio Anobi came to me, the Omar Lee, and he told me, Rabbi, Yodai Tomau Miboro Eile, Elio Anobi comes over to Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai when he's walking on the beach, and he asks him, Do you know what's the meaning of? Mi Boro Eile literally means who created this. It's a postuk in Shayo that says, Seu more meinechem, lift up your eyes on high, ureu, and you'll see Mi Boro Eile who created this. So the chart of the postuk in Shayo is that a Jew has to, you know, meditate, contemplate the creations of Hashem, just like it says in Rambam that the way to get to love Hashem and to fear Hashem is to contemplate the great, the big creations, the big creatures of Hashem, like look up to the sky and look at the stars and the planets and the huge universe they Easter made for us. And when you meditate on that, you're like, if this is the world Hashem made, how much greater and bigger is Hashem? And I'm curious to get to know the one who made all this, like Ahavo, translated by the Rambam, and that's how the Altarebe um, um, translated in Likud Torah many, many times, that Ahavo is not just simply love, but more like desire, the desire to discover. When you look at the world and the creations, and you realize how huge the universe is, and how infinite Hashem is, you're like, whoa, you see an amazing painting, I want to meet the artist, you know, I want to see the guy who's behind this. Who's the brain behind all this? So when you see the world, it makes you desire to get to know Hashem, and that's called Ahavo, Avas Hashem. And then the same is Boinenus, makes you feel small and tiny, like in the words of the Rambam, like you see the vastness of the universe created by Hashem, and you feel like a tiny, small, unknowledgeable, limited, dark, temporary creature, those are the words of the Rambam, in front, standing in front of the huge, infinite God. And that's Iro. So you have Avo and Iro, thanks to contemplating the physical world. And that basically comes from the Posuk, when you lift up on high your eyes, you'll, you'll discover from the creation, you'll find the Creator. But the words the Pesach uses is Mi Boro Eile. You'll see who, whomever, what does he say? Whomever? Who has created this? No, it's Like in the, in the, no, I, 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 I mixed the, the Pesach in Shayou with the Rambam. So the basic Pesach in Shayou says, pick up your eyes, pay attention, meditate, contemplate and you'll discover who created this. Which means, by looking at the creation, you'll discover the creator. 
now more in detail, you go into the Rambam, and the Rambam explains how this meditation in the big creatures of Hashem helps you get to Abo and to Iro. And I explained specifically how each one works. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's the idea. Uh, I use the words interchangeably, yeah. So, having uh, said that, and that's a shot of the posuk and how the Rambam explains the idea of meditating in the creation to get to love and fear Hashem, now we'll go back to the story that Rabbi Shimon tells us in the Zoyar. He's walking in the beach, Eliyahu comes, and he says, Rabbi, do you know the pirush of the posuk, mi boroele? Imagine the situation. Eliyahu comes and tests you on a... Eliyahu asks Rabbi Shimon Barachai, Rabbi, do you know the, um, the Pirus of this Pasuk? Is the whole Sahar written in first person? No. Amino um, lay, so I told them, Ilen Shmayo Becheleyon, Uvdo de Kuchobrijo, that refers to the heavens and its hosts. <laughs> All created by God, the East Leile Barnashle Staklobehu, and which a person should pay attention to look at, a person should look at the sky and all the hosts of heaven, and to bless Hashem for the creation, like it says in Posuk, when I look, uh, the Posuk says, when I look at the heavens made by your fingers. Oh Hashem, the Pasuk Daily says, when I look at the heavens made by your fingers, I realize how big you are and how small we humans are. <coughs> like what is a person to be even considered and remembered? So basically Rabbi Shimon answered Rabbi Eliawanovi that the explanation of the Pasuk is basically what we explained until now that when a person looks up to the heaven and to its host, you realize how big the creation is and how tiny you are, and that gives you a recognition of Hashem and a bitul and a ira shomayim. Okay? And that's why the Pasuk finishes and says, Hashem adoineinu muadrishim chobcholoretz, Hashem our God, how uh, wondrous, how huge is your name upon, upon the land, like how big are your creations, etc. That's what it is. Rabbi Shimon answered, Eliano. <coughs> Omar Lee, then he told me. Yeah. Exactly. He, he answered the pshat, let's say. And then Eliano revealed to Rabbi Shimon the big secrets where the whole Zoyar is born from. This is the beginning of the Zoyar. Basically, the secrets of Kabbalah start here with this concept. Omar Lee, so Eliyahu told me, Rebbe, milosesimo there was a hidden word by the Ebishter, it was only revealed in the yeshiva up there, Vedohu, and this is it. Like Eliyahu is like, okay, I'm about to reveal to you a word that was only kept in the yeshiva above in heaven, and now I'm going to reveal it to you. And this is it. Okay, it's going to sound very Kabbalistic and code, whatever, but first I'll just read the paragraph and translate. Don't worry about understanding and connecting everything, then I'll explain, okay? But I just, I think it's important also to have the, the actual text. 
Yeah. Beshaito is telling him the title from, from the Yeshiva in heaven. Beshaito the simo the chol sesimin bo oleis galio. At the moment that the hidden of all hiddens wanted to get revealed, Ovat bereishon ekudochado, he made in the beginning one dot, bedo solik lemeheve machshavo, and this went on to become machshavo, thought. Tzir bokol tziuri in chokak bokol galifin, he drew in it all the drawings and he sculpted in it all of the sculptings. Sculptings. Um, and a little special holy light that was hidden came out of it. This is like the hidden from the holy of the holies. It's a construction that came from the deepest part of the machshovo. The ikre me, and that is called me. Sheiruso levinyono, kaimo kaimo, omik vesosim. It's something that it's there, but it's not there. It's deep and hidden. Bishmole ikre, it cannot have any name to describe it. Elomi, but me, which means who. Bole is galiot, then he wants to be revealed further. Ule iskere bishmo, and to actually get a name and a definition. He got included into a, uh, an expensive, full of light garment, and then he created Eile, he created these creatures. And Eile became a name. The letters get connected, those with this. And he gets complete with the name of Elohim. And until he didn't create this, the name Elohim didn't come up. Okay, who liked it? So you see, this is why people normally never learned Kabbalah. Because that's what, I, and that's after you, at least you understand the words. Okay, so. There he goes. Al the, the all those psukim in Tehillim and in Shayo, whatever, tell us to meditate on the big creations of Hashem and to realize from the creation of the world how big Hashem is. That's a and that's correct. <coughs> but now Eliyahu is revealing to us, to Rabbi Shimon, and Rabbi Shimon reveals to us a deeper pshat in that posuk, and that's basically the the description of the general idea of the Seder Ishtalsherus. And when we understand that, we understand why and what for. So in the beginning it says, in the beginning, high up, up, up there, there was something that's hidden and not revealed, not revealed um, and concealed, and it doesn't have, doesn't have a definition it doesn't have a definition, and it's all hidden and concealed. Basically, but that's, it says, when, when the hidden of all hiddens wanted to be revealed, that's the first level. So right after, let's say, the Tim Tum, so to speak, 
when the Eden Soif wants to, like, already finally get into a revelation, make a sedrish and start the process of eventually producing something with its infinite power and light, in the very beginning, the first madrego is a madrego called me. Me means who. But the most important part of the who is not the word who, but the fact that it's a question. It's a question word. It's not a defined thing. When you have an answer, you have a definition. When you have a question, you don't have a definition. When you have a question, you have infinite possibilities. Nothing is nothing and everything is everything. In the question state, there is still nothing there. And that's what it was. The first madrego, like the hidden part of Elokus, like in words of CS, we call it the Oiden Soif. Okay? The Oiden Soif is called me. Why? Because what do we know about it? What can you tell me about infinity? If I say anything, I'm already limiting it. It's not infinite. If I say it's very big, okay, uh, it's not. Because like it's in soif, it's not very big. It's very small, uh, whatever you say will be wrong. Whatever, whichever key you press, you know when the computer gets wrong, it's like, uh, 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 every key is wrong. So there's nothing to say about it. All you can do is ask. It's just a question. It's like an unknown. Basically, the unknown infinity of a shell. That's hidden. Yeah. That's why it's, it's hidden, because it's unknown, or it's unknown because it's hidden. And that's why we can only describe it with a question word. Of course it's not a question. Of course it's an answer. In the puzzle, it says, Ule u mi boro eile, watch who created this. You're looking at who has created. In that case, in the puzzle, the, the word is not a question. It's like a noun. But the noun of Hashem is a question. Do you get it? Yeah, that's the noun that you use to describe Hashem is just a question mark because that's what our little human brain gets from the infinity of Hashem. But then, of course, he wanted to get revealed further, that's the expression of the Zoya, he took all of this and he summarized it, this thing. How do you call this in English? Does it have a name? A what? It's not a bracket. Bracket is like this. No? This parentheses, this is brackets, and this is, I don't know what, it's like, like the whole thing boils down to, then he wanted to get further revealed, and then <coughs> he created the me, the infinite power of Hashem, Boro Eile. He created, what's Eile? These in plural, like this, these. Okay? Um, as you know, I can't pronounce the difference between these in singular and these in plural, but it's like T-H-E-S-E. Boro Eile, he created this, what is this? These creatures. It's in plural because it, refer, it refers... <coughs> it, ref, it refers to the plurality of the creation. Ribui Hanibroim. Did you ever learn about this? That the many creations, but it's, let me invent words so you get what I'm trying to say, it's the manyness of the creatures, do you get what I'm trying to say? The plurality, multiplicity, thank you. The plurality and multiplicity of the creations that poses the big question in Kabbalah. 
The big question is always how from one, Hashem Echot, you get too many. If we're all made by Hashem, we should all be the same, or one. Everything should be just one. So how do you get from one to many? The answer is the Tzimtum. So the Tzimtum is like, I like to call it the shower head. Cool. You like that? So you get one stream of water, but then it gets divided into a hundred little streams. That's a symptom. It makes one into many. And not only, like, let's take the example one step further. It's like a light bulb. Imagine if... You don't No, but in a light, if you have a way of seeing the different lights of the light, I said the different the light. rays. Rays. Right, the different, the, 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 there is a wide range of rays from ultraviolet to ultra-red, what's called uh, infrared to ultraviolet. If you could see all of the in-between levels, you would also see many lights in one light, so to speak. But it's, the shower head is more graphic, it's more, more magusham. Wait, I'm taking the example one step further. Imagine as if there was a special shower head you can buy in China, that, that once you put it, it each little hole takes a special nutrient from the water and not the others. And so you have a hundred streams of water that there are all hundred of them different. They all come from the same original big stream, but, uh, but once they get divided, let's say each stream, little stream falls into a different pot. One grows potatoes, one grows tomatoes, one grows uh, whatever, beans, etc, etc. So it's the same water originally, but then it splits into a hundred, not only in quality, from big to small, but also in quality, from everything to something specific. And then you have hundred tiny sparks of Hashem sustaining in a way of like filling in every different creature and every creature you look like that, I look like this, you look like that you're that age, you're that age, I'm this age you're that smart, I'm this smart this is a, a table and that's a person and that's a cat and that's a plant so the differences between the creatures is a product of the symptom which makes the quality and quantity shower head to the original infinite light so oil equals energy, you have an infinite energy that then divides into many different koifes, um, which then derive into many, many millions, billions, trillions of different creatures. Yeah. One second, one second. And that's why Eile is in plural, that's what I wanted to say. Because you have ribu in Ibroin, different in quality, in quantity, in time, and in space. <coughs> and all of that is made by this, like, I'll call it symptom because it's a simplified word. Contraction of the me of the Oedensoif into specific hundreds, millions, infinite level uh, quantity of Eile, these in plural, separate and different creatures. Yeah. What's the idea that the Kaylee also has an effect like that? Like your hand can't contain the light that's in your brain and your feet can't contain the light that's in your hand. Okay, so what's the question? That like... If it's just the light going into different places, does it not also have to do with the Kaylee that the light is receiving? Right, right, right. But here we're talking about the process of the symptom of the of the oil. But it's the same thing. Like the the reason why the symptom happens in that way and this way, and you get that specific light, and then the other one is because Shemeli with a specific clip, 
and the Kli is the Kli only for that light and not for the other one. Uh, but we're not talking about the creation of the Kalim here because it's a little more complicated. Um, <coughs> now. So we didn't explain it. We didn't explain it. We just said it. Yeah. Tintum is the answer. Tintum and the whole Seder Yishtashirus. Basically, the whole Kabbalah and its explanations about how the Seder Yishtashirus works is the answer to one question. How from Echo do you get to Rebu? How from goodness do you get to bad? How from something you get something else, the opposite. Now, this Boro Eile, wait, it's not done. You're taking a picture of a half a, a, half a thing. Um, I'll let you know before I erase. Thank you. The board. Um, no, that's not part of that. You see, now I have to be conscious of it. Okay, so. She said it's called braces. Braces? That's it. Thanks. Um, so, now. Comes. The Zoyar and says, here, this is the bomb. This is where the Awanobi is revealing the whole depth of Kabbalah to Rabbi Shimon. This is when Rabbi Shimon said, like, wow. Um, goes on Rabbi, um, Rabbi Eliyahu. Eliyahu Anobi. He's not called Rabbi, he's called Eliyahu Anobi. Eliyahu Anobi goes on and he says, now, when these words get together, when these letters attach to these letters, we get... This is me, and this is with a dot, and this is Eile, Alef Lamen Hey. So, what is Eloikim? Begematria, you like it a million times. Ateva. So, yeah. Eile is letters Alef Lamen Hey, and Yud Mem is Eloikim. So the letters together, they form Shem Elikim. Elikim is the name of Hashem that is within nature. That's why the Gematria is a Teva. What is the level of Elikus that's inside of Teva? We call it Exides. Memale Kolan. The light of Hashem that fills in all the worlds. This is why I'm teaching this now today, connected to the Mimer we learned yesterday, and the Pelectania, the part of Tanya we learned yesterday that Hashem is not like running the world like a marionette, but more like a glove, you remember? Like it's the, the Memalekolamim is the life force, the energy that's inside of the creature, like the, the hand inside of the, the, the whatever, the, the glove, Bubatia, uh, how do you call them? The puppet, inside of the puppet. Um, and that's called Memalekolamim. Now, that's light. That's Memalekol Almim, which is the Teva. What is the Teva? So you look at nature, at the things created, or the way the things created run, the way it rains and it goes, and the planets fly, and things do, and dogs bark, and people whatever. Like all of that activity of the universe put together in this, um, with this, uh, special harmony and plan where everything in Ashgoha Prodis works in a perfect way. That's the me being Nimshach inside of Eide. Like the Koyach of Hashem 
the power of who, the power of me, which is the oil and soil, the power of me, this is the oil, inside of Eile, these are the Kalim, the creatures, so the Nefesh inside of the body, the Ruchnius inside of the Gashmius, the person inside of the car, the product inside of the box, according to all the examples we gave yesterday, remember? The Seichel inside of the brain, the oil in the clean, all of that together is Shemelikim. And that's what you're looking at when you look at Teva. That's why the Tanya says that you have to train yourself to see the world as the garments of Hashem. The world is not a thing by itself, like a, like a thing, like, I don't know how to say, it's solid. But it's like, an, like, an, like, an, like a glove that has something inside that moves it. And you have to get used to look at the world as the garments of. So the plant is a plant, but it's a plant as the garments of. The plant is the garment to some spark, tiny spark from the me, from the Yud Mem, a tiny spark from the infinite light of the Eden So if one of the million streams of that shower comes inside of that plant, and that's why it leaves, it's green, it grows, it does photosynthesis, etc., etc. <coughs> yeah. So we're not just saying that the world is as, <coughs> as amazing and, and grand as it is, it's only like And I'm like, oh, Mr. Van Gogh, you're great, besides for your ears. I'm saying, not only, <laughs> stop, not only I'm praising someone for the something, but there is no kesher between the someone and the something besides the fact that he painted it. But there are different metziuses, wow, so to speak. But instead, I'm looking at the world as the expression of Hashem. It's not anymore a God that sustains the world by Wi-Fi and I appreciate the remote control. I'm not praising a faraway remote God. I'm, I'm looking at the world and I'm looking at the locus within the world. It's a whole different thing. And the me, together with the Eile, makes a Likim, which means we believe uh, in Hebrew. God God in basic Hebrew is like Elohim. Okay? They don't use the other names because they're shy to the team to me. In any case, and if you answer yes, you're believing in the me inside of the Eile. Not in the separated me or in the separated Eile, which are the two huge mistakes of humanity. Here we go. Pay attention, exactly. It was originally separated. Fine, but then Hashem created the world for a kavana. And that's the Yerobet Achtoyim. The Yerobet Achtoyim together is creation of the world. Now, like, they weren't separated. Eile didn't exist. It's even worse than, it's more than being separated. There was no Eile. But then at the moment that someone wanted to get revealed and create the Eile, he put them together. And now, when Elia... Now, let me continue from the inside. One more paragraph. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. It's still not time for the wow. Wait, it gets better. It gets better. Oh, 
So he says that me is like machshavo and this is like dibur compared. Like this is like when when you're thinking about something, like it's still not a reality in the world. Nobody outside your brain knows it. So it's like the level of me is the oyensayif, which is power of creation, but in potential, not in actual in actuality. Um, but now listen to this. Be'eglo. <laughs> And those who made the Avera with the Egel, the, the, the golden calf, al do Omru, based on this secret, they said, Eile Leikecho Israel. So the, the, uh, those, those who sinned with the Heito Egel, so the Eilem Rab uh, pushed for it, and then all the Inuits for the team went in. Basically, but when when they made it and the calf came out of the of the fire of the gold whatever it became a golden calf. Then the Eilav Rab told the Jews, Eilen Eloikecho Israel. The definition. This is the anti Shema Israel. <laughs> the definition of Avodah Zara was when they said, "This is your God, O Israel." Now. Yeah, when, when the eagle came out, it's a Pasukim Teiro. What? Yeah, it's a Pasukim Teiro. When the eagle came out, they made a declaration of Avay the Zorah, and they're like, this is your new God, O Israel. No more Shema Yisrael Hashem Echod, Israel. These are your gods, or this is your God, O Israel. It's a plural, but Eile means like these pieces of gold, I guess. But wait, can, can, I, can I please... What doesn't make sense? The Pshat of the Torah? Okay, fine. So, Eile, maybe the, the, that, the, because it, it comes to imply this. So, Eile Eloikim, Eloikim is in plural, that's why. Eile Eloikecho Israel, what did they say? What's the definition of the Zorah of Eile Azov? Eile by itself without me. When you separate the Eile from the me, when you separate the world from Hashem, or Hashem from the world, and you look at the world by itself, and you're like, hey, this is what there is. You know, I only know what I see with my eyes. I only recognize, I don't know, myself, my bank account, and my wishes, and my tithes, and that's all there is. There's only Gashmios, there's only Kalim. The Kalim don't have an oil. The world is not. That's why that Derby says that getting your brain used to thinking, training your brain to think of the world as the glove, as the garment of Hashem, is a muna, not any other world, not any other whatever mitzvah or union of Torah. It's not a muna, because if you don't see, if you see the world as an absolute, not as a glove, as a levush, if you don't perceive reality as a levush to something else, then you're looking at Eile without the me. If Eile is a glove, it has inside. Who does it have inside? The Shem. That's the who. The who. The, the question is the answer. Who does it have inside? <coughs> who does it have inside? So is that narrow? So, Shira Malo is... Anyways, no, I was going to say something else. Yeah. You know the famous word that this is? Me'ayin Yawayez is a question. Where will my help come from? But according to Chesides, it's not an, uh, a question, it's an answer, it's a statement. Me'ayin, Yahweh Yezri. From that mandrake of Elokus that's called Ayin, 
the infinity that we call ein, because we can't define it, which is the same idea as me. Like, when you say, who created the world, it's a statement, not a question. It's who created the world with a, with a exclamation mark. The who, the me, created the world. And the I is what, whatever, who will give you a Yeshua. But when you separate the me from the Eile, when the world does not have a inside, it's just Eile, that's Chaito Egel. That's a way the Zara, separating Hashem from the world. One second. Um, and as long as me and Eile are together, this is the name that is always connected. And based on this secret, the world exists. This secret of the connection between Eile and me. Um, and based on this idea and this secret, the world is Miskayem. Then he flew away and I didn't see him anymore. And from him I learned this word and the secret that it includes. Also, Rabbi Elozor uh, when he finished saying this, Rabbi Elozor, his son, and all of the rest of the Hebrew that were listening to Rabbi Shimon, they came. They bowed down in front of Rabbi Shimon. They cried and they said, If I didn't come to the world, but just to hear this, it would be enough. Why are the Chachamim so excited about this? I'm, I'm feel, I, I feel the feeling. I, I feel like, I feel why they cry and why they say, if I didn't come to the world, just to hear this is enough. This is, this is it. Well, how about what? The whole thing? No, that when he finished saying that, all the Chachamim that were listening to him, they came in front of Rabbi Shimon, they bowed down in front of him, and they said, if we didn't come to the world just to hear this, that would be enough. Like, just to know this is a whole life, a whole lifetime is worth it just for this discovery. Who bowed? Who bowed? Who bowed? Like, Rabbi Elozor and the rest of the Chachomim. It's not about to him. It's like, they, they like... Actually, like Moshe. Wow. Now, why are they so excited? It is exciting. Because this is... Okay, I, I'm going to explain it with a little... With a few a little more grub words, so it's understandable. This is where everyone makes the mistake. This is where humanity goes wrong. And just discovering this, this, is, this makes a whole lifetime worth it, because this is the solution to a lifetime, to a human life, to human life. This is where we all go wrong. The, the world goes wrong in two ways. And I just read that, uh, whatever, looking for this, that I couldn't find it on the internet. I went through things, and I read that Rabbi Yehuda Levi writes in Sefer Akuzali that, um, that the Moon and Hashem and Kfirei Hashem, they're both come from the same place. I love it. It's an interesting word. That Emuna and Kfirei, they come from the same place. Like believing in Hashem, going against Hashem, it's the same coin, just the ba backwards. In other words, I, I, I'll explain, I now I'll explain it. I'll connect, I don't know what he meant. He meant something else, but I'm connecting it to this. 
the definition of Abay Zora is the separation of me from Eile. And there are two ways to do that. One is, of course, worse than the other. The worst one is like the Geito Eigel, looking only at Eile and leaving me behind, or not believing even that there is a me. There is no cause, there is no oyster, there is no reason for things, there is no mission or purpose in life, there is only what I see, I eat, I poop, that's what I know, that's what I do, and leave me alone. That's a way to Zorro. That's living without seeing the world as a glove, to, as a garment, to a sham. The other way of doing this wrong, because like, he clearly says that there are is the separation between the letters. It doesn't say which. You understand what I'm saying? It doesn't say staying with which is the worst. It does give an example of Keto Egel, which is staying with Eilen. But then those who do the same mistake in another way stay only with me and neglect the Eilen. If you neglect the world, and that's why the Rebbe puts so much emphasis in it, every other seed and mind of the Rebbe, and I'm saying every other, just to be careful and to be humble. I, I would say every. But then let's, let's be nice and even and, and Every other seed and mind of the Rebbe speak about the speaks about the in different words. Maybe it doesn't say the but um, <coughs> like it would be fun to play like some brainstorming. Let's go. Yeah, the Meragi didn't want to go into it show because in the middle world they were more connected to holiness and in Israel they would have to work the land and that's why it was a mistake. Proving, um, proving. Yeah, the two and a half Shvotim that wanted to stay outside and didn't want to fight. You can get it, but only if you fight and if you go down to earth, whatever. And uh, the sons of Aaron, they had a rotary without a Shoy. And Koila wanted to separate uh, the Yoyim the, the, from the Taftoyim. Every other Sikha with different words focuses on the same thing. And, and the river focuses not on the, the Eile, those who did the Eagle without a kus, the river gives on the head to those who want to go fly to the me and leaving the Eile behind. The Meraglim, Koira, the Sons of Aaron, all of them made one mistake, being too holy and not being down to earth. Wait, did you ever wonder who's the river talking to? Like, honestly, okay, I, I'm sorry, let, let me, can I, pause, can I press pause in the middle of Papa Bengen? I mean, like, wait, 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 shh, yeah. I'm sorry for the full spot, who are you talking to? I mean, did you think that we all had a time to just learn to do it all day and not go to war, because we don't like money, and you're trying to save us from that? Don't worry about it, you can say, switch, change topics, because we're anyways not, not don't worry. Do you ever wonder, every minor and secret is about that, doesn't he know his generation? Of course he knows his generation, and that's why he's telling you. Because the worst mistake that a Megushon person can do is to have his Yiddishkeit focus on me without Eile. Because then he's going to crash for sure, and he's going to fall lower into Gashmius. Because he has the wrong perspective on Gashmius, because he has the wrong perspective on Yiddishkeit. If your Yiddishkeit is leaving the world behind and connecting with godliness, first of all, it's wrong. And second of all, if you're a Mebushon, it's not going to work for you. You will crush, and then you will fall into Gashmius. And what will be Gashmius for you? The opposite of Hashem, because you have established it as the opposite of Hashem, as a separate thing from Hashem. But if in a you look at Gashmius with different glasses, and the Gashmius is nothing more than a way to serve Hashem, 
and it's nothing more than the Tachlis HaKavono Bebriyas O'Elam. That is the only reason why Hashem made it. So you use it for Kedusha, then not only you won't act wrong by escaping and cutting the letters and separating and cutting Shem Elikim, But, but not only you won't do it wrong, but also it will be in a way that works. Because when you'll be involved with Gashmius, you'll do the Gashmius the Shem Shomayim because you are looking at the Gashmius in a different way. If the plant is a plant, I may eat it, even if it's not kosher or whatever, if it's, I don't know, um, uh, orla or whatever it is, <coughs> because I don't care, it's just a plant. But if the plant is a lebush to elokus, then I look for the elokus purpose of the plant and in the Shukhanorov, which is the book of the whose purpose <laughs> tells me that plant is not to be eaten, then I don't need to eat it. Because like, the whole reason why the plant exists is just for me to fulfill that plan of the Shukhanorov, because I'm looking at the world as the carrier, I look at the alien as the carrier of the me. Can you explain that again? Yeah, because like, basically, everyone wants to make sure not that, not because he thought we're holy or we're whatever, but because he didn't want our Yiddish kind to be holy, so to speak. He didn't want your Yiddish kind to be a detached from the world Yiddish kind. Because what happens is that that you're still a Megushon, you're still a materialistic person, but your Yiddish kind is a, it's a too spiritual and heavenly. Too much of a spiritual and heavenly experience. And therefore what happens is that you end up becoming a spiritually bipolar person. Your Yiddishkeit is way too high and your Gashmis is way too low. And the detachment is horrible. The pain is unbearable. The mistakes you'll do because of it, they're unthinkable. Of, and all of that is for having an Yiddishkeit that's too lofty, that's not involved, that's not connected that doesn't have to do with the world. And I'll, I'll, I'll explain it with, a, with an example, a funny story. You probably heard of Dennis Prager. He's a big talk show, uh, show talk, how do you say? Yeah, whatever. He's a, he's a, he speaks about politics and blah, 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 but he's Jewish. And he, yeah, he loves Chabad, he loves everyone, he helps fundraise and blah, blah, blah. So basically once he spoke in a, some, somebody told me like, oh my gosh, hear this, you'll love it. So that's why I heard it. It was in the middle of some podcast, I don't know, they were interviewing him or something. And the guy says like, yeah, he's telling the story about um, he's connected to every community. He grew up from, by the way, and, you know, he grew up, in, he went to Mesifta and whatever. And then he questioned too much and they kicked him out. He left, I don't know what, whatever. The teacher is like, I'm fine with all the Jews. I'm okay with the like I'm close to the Frum communities because I grew up there and I'm close with the Reform, with the Conservative, with whatever. He belongs to some Reform community, wherever he lives. And he's like, I wanted to make something. I realized that the problem is that we, the Jews, don't talk enough to the world. Talk. So, of course, we interact with the world, we work, we do businesses, whatever, but we don't talk Judaism with the world. As a Jew, you don't talk to the world. So the Jew doesn't talk to the world. So the Yiddish kite of the Eid is not connected to reality of the going. So he wanted to make a thing. He made like a mitzah for his community. And he hoped that because he's like famous and, you know, like an important guy. So it's going to, you know, spread out and all the communities throughout the U.S. will do it. And he was, I don't know what he called it, something like invite, 
invite a goy or something like that, to invite a goy over, a goy over to your Shabbos table. Yeah. Every family will make a chlota once a month or whatever. Invite one of your colleagues at work or whatever with his family to just come and see. Like, we're not just those who kill the Yoshka, you know what I'm saying? We do have other things to our life. We do have other values. We're like, you know, we, we do stuff. Let them see what's a Shabbos table, how you interact with your children, what's a, just be part. And then he's like, you know how many people subscribe to the program? You know how successful it was? One, me. No. No. And he's like, hey, and I'm a famous guy. I couldn't get anyone to do it. You know what I discovered? They, it's not that they didn't want. I went community by community asking people. You know what they told me? Either they're like, I'm so sorry, we don't do Shabbat. So, like, I can invite my friends, but we don't do Shabbos at home. And the other people told them, well, yeah, of course, we do Shabbos, but we don't have any Goisha friends. <laughs> he discovered that all those who keep Shabbos don't have Goisha friends, and all those who have Goisha friends don't keep Shabbos. He's like, that's where the problem with the Jewish people is nowadays. And I think he just painted it, he, he drew in a cute way what the Rebbe is all about. Why do you think he talks to him Zion and the Rebbe goes on with Sheva Mitzvah Zinenoyach? So it's not enough to do mitzvah with Friday Eden. Now go and befriend all the goyim in the street and tell them about the mitzvahs. And don't give me that you don't want to talk to goyim. You, you know what the Rebbe, like the Rebbe gave siches upon siches upon siches, like answering the true-minded people who got offended with the new mitzvah of talking to goyim. He's like, oh, so, oh, you're very true, you don't talk to goyim? Right, but for making money, you do. But for connecting him to the Ebishter through his mitzvahs, then you want? Oh, I see it. Like, like, it's not that you have a problem with Klippa. You have a problem with fixing the Klippa. You love the Klippa as is. That's a problem. When your Yiddishkeit is too lofty, you're not detaching from the Klippa. You're embracing it. Because you let the Klippa be what it is, and you eat it. And you consume it. But instead of letting the Klippa be what it is, and you play your fake holiness, and then when you go down to the world, consume the Klippa, you should do the opposite. Connect the me with the Eile, bring the locus down to the world, and have the Goy's mind and friendship and appreciation of, your, of you because he works with you and your colleagues, make that connection and friendship and business turn into something godly, which is him fulfilling his mitzvahs in the world. <coughs> Where I'm going with this is the story of Hashem And this is the whole point of Sides. That's why... When the Maggid went to the Baal Shem Tov for the first time, and this is also on the top 10 list, definitely. definitely. The, the, the Maggid was a Tamid Chochem, a serious, very serious Goim dedicated to Torah. And when he heard of the Baal Shem Tov and of Sides, he, he wasn't a Misnagid, he didn't become an opponent. He just was like part of to it. Like, okay, fine, I'm happy to hear. Nice, it's good for Mr. but I'm okay. And then somebody, a friend, whatever, wanted to come in, said, no, come on, you have to go. You have to, you have to meet the Baal Shem Tov. You have to hear his Torah. You love him, whatever. He's like, no, whatever. He didn't want to go because it was far and it's little Torah. And for a couple of days, you can learn. And you can, you know, I don't know, whatever. Diamond with a minion. And it's like, it's a bother. And like, he didn't need it. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm learning Torah. I'm anyways doing what I'm supposed to do. So I'm not missing anything. The kids or the uh, friend, whatever, they drove him nuts, they got him to go. Um, and he went. And he gets to Baal Shem Tov. You, heard the, you remember the story? He, 
Yeah, lots of stories. He gets to the Baal Shem Tov on Erev Shabbos, and, and he sees him, like, Oh, Shalom Aleichem, you're, you're the Rebbe, nice meeting you. He's like, Shalom Aleichem, what's your name? No, no, no. Fine, see, I'm doing some stuff. You mind uh, walking along with me? Like, come, walk with me. And he's like, yeah, for sure, thanks. So he leaves his suitcases, whatever, in the room, and he, he goes for a walk with the Baal Shem Tov. And the Baal Shem Tov goes on and shows him his horses. You know, he had like horses, like for the Agoda, for the riding, and for this and for that. I say, this, this is a good one, I love him. He's like slow, but steady, doesn't complain, doesn't whatever, doesn't eat much, doesn't eat much, doesn't bother you much, but you won't get too far with him. He's like, you know, slower. Oh, that one, come, come, I'll show you. This is my favorite, this, this is a Meshuggah. He runs, he could run for 10 hours nonstop. Then it's high maintenance, okay? When he's in his moods, you need to give him whatever he needs, but, but he runs and he's a workhorse, like, uh, very good. And the Maggid is looking at him, like, okay. Yeah, the Maggid is a big time in Chochem. And he comes to the Vashem to discover the depths of Toyo. And the guy is, like, apparently the simplest to, you know, the Vashem to play, like, Poshetayid for many, many years of his life until they force him to be revealed. And here, even after being revealed and being a Rebbe and a Tzaddik and with Hasidim and Talmidim, with the Maggid, the first time he's, again, playing Poshetayid and like talking about the farm and about his horses and about, you know, like, imagine you go to the Rebbe and start telling you, oh, I just got a new car, it's a special engine, whatever. And you're like, okay, fine, I like your car, but I didn't come for this. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and he's like, the kids are telling him stories after stories. Oh, the other day, I went on a trip and whatever, and then the, the Agala was about to break, and, and, and it was like too long, and it was cold, and you know, my Balagolo, the Goy, he was already too hungry, and the horses were about, he's like, hey, the horses are going to die if we don't stop and find food for them, we can't continue traveling, you know what I'm saying? And the Balsam tells him, I was worried, because like, you know, for me, I'm okay if I don't eat, but like, I need to feed the Goy, he works for me, and I need to feed the, the horse, I didn't know what to do, and then Bashgohopratis, we were on the road, and I saw a guy carrying like a sack, and he stopped and jumped off, and I'm like, do you have food by any chance? And he's like, yeah, I'm a bread seller, so I bought bread for the, for, it's Pasatimba, for the Goy, whatever, I bought bread for him, and, and he was happy, and then we were able to find a place where we can find, you know, food for the, buy food for the horses, hay, and, and we rested, and then we went to the hotel, and we spent the night, and, and the Maggid is like looking and looking and like thinking, why in the world did I travel so far? This was the worst call. He's cute, but you know, like, I, I don't think I have too much, too, too, a lot of Torah to learn from him. So the Kitsur, they went, it went like this for a couple of hours. And then the Vasanto tells him, hey, it's like almost Shabbos, like maybe we should get ready to go to Migrid or Migrid or whatever. So I'll see you in Shul. He's like, yeah, sure, I'll see you in Shul. With Chavez, and then he goes to his room. Oh, he tells the Malagolo, Moichi Chavez, 8 p.m. o'clock, we're leaving. Just prepare everything from before. Prepare everything now on Friday. Feed the horses, we're leaving. Okay, fine. The teacher, he goes on, still has a little of hope. Maybe on Chavez will give a toito. He comes to, to Shul with his capota, with his trimal and everything. He's like, oh, now it's time. <laughs> Basically, they're dancing and singing the whole Kabbalah Shabbos with 
a bunch of Poshita even where he's most of his the people in his shul, some Talmidim Chachomim Talmidim, Kadisho, but most of them were like simple farmers, very simple. Simple means whatever, not they come to shul like all dirty with the farm clothes and they, they don't know you're not to read Lashon Kodesh and they're just singing and dancing together, whatever. And the Malshemtov says like a word, mamesh, like a pasuk with the English translation, the simplest thing. And they even get super excited and they keep on dancing and that's everything. And so the man is like, okay, very, very cute. I like he appreciated that there is someone who can, you know, attend to the simple Jews and make them enjoy Yiddish kite. It's beautiful. I have nothing against them, but totally not for me. So Yashikoyach and Agu Chavez. Then the next morning, same thing. Shalashides, the same thing. He's literally going out of his mind. Chavez finishes. He goes after Abdullah. He says, takes him on the shoulder. He thanks the Basemto very much for his Akhnasa Thank you for receiving me. I love what you do and your Ke'ile. May Hashem bless you. He goes to his room, prepares everything, and gets ready to leave. And the Goy, the Balagolo, tells him, listen, it's very cloudy, and we don't even have a little bit of moonlight, and probably it's about going to start storming soon, raining and stuff, it's dangerous. We can't leave now. He's like, what do you mean? For real? It's like really dangerous. So we have to wait, but it might be that in the middle of the night, it might clear out. He's like, okay, I'll be up, knock on my door at whatever time, 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m., just knock on my door and we'll leave. Okay, fine. As soon as it's possible, I'll knock. And the Maggie sits in his room to learn. And about Chatzois, here's a knock. Um, the the Gabe of the, the Shamish of the Balashemto is there. He's like, the Rebbe calls you. He's like, what, for real? Me? You sure? Yeah, the idea, whatever. Yeah. Nobody already, like, farewell. What I said, already say goodbye. You know, we finished. He's like, no, no, but he wants to see you. He said, please, if you can, please come. Fine. Out of respect, Abbas Yisrael, he calls me and go. He goes into the Vashemtov's room, the, the office. The Vashemtov had Eitz uh, Chaim, a book of Kabbalah, of Reb Chaim Vital, Kabbalah Sarizan, open. And he's like, tell me something, can you, can you learn Kabbalah? And he's like, yeah. Can you explain to me this paragraph, please, you mind? So the Maggid reads, okay, and he explains it to him. He was talking about Malochim and some Shemes and, and combinations of names of Hashem and Malachim and whatever. And he explains, it means this and this is that and that is this. Five minutes and he gives him the, the, the Pshat, the Pirush. And I said, I was like, ah, oh, I thought you could learn Kabbalah. And he's like, okay. He's like, can you try harder? Can you like try again, like deeper and then give me a better Pirush? Maggit was already like already broken completely out of every I'm not gonna say gaiva because it was a tzaddik and he didn't have gaiva, but if he had any self-respect it was already broken by that time. And he's like, fine, I'll do it once more just for the sake of Sholem al Israel. He reads it again, he explains it again, maybe a little better, he finishes the explanation, and the is like, nah, that's not it. And then the Maggid already, whatever, I don't know, exploded. And he's like, okay, I came here to hear Pliny Sotero. They told me you're an amazing Rebbe. And that you're going to teach me things that I never saw in Toyota. And not only you didn't, like throughout the whole time. I came from Erev I spoke to you for hours. And then on Shabbos. And now even you tell me whatever. Please, if there is anything deeper that I'm not seeing, can you please tell it to me, show it to me? 
Because like that's what I came for. And I said, "Just like okay, fine, I'll grant your request." Sits next to him, puts his hand around his shoulder, and starts reading inside. And the Magid said the story later. He said, as the Vashenta would read every line, I would literally, I had like a real life vision. The Malochim came to life. I felt the fire of the Malochim, of the Madregues, of the Nyonim. It was as he's reading, the thing is happening in front of my eyes. And I'm feeling it. I sweat so much. I, he said, I, I wet my, my socks from so much sweat. I couldn't believe the, the spiritual experience, the vision, the Nebuah, whatever you call it. Like, he like literally saw it. And then, as he advances, he sees everything. And then after a few minutes, he takes his hand off, he finishes. He finishes, and he takes his hand off his shoulder, and that's it. The vision, the vision goes away, and the Vashemta looks at him and says, okay, that's what it means to learn Kabbalah. And that's when the Maggid said, okay, fine. Like he understood who's the Val Shem Tov, and he decided to stay and to learn by him and he became his Talmud and then his Mermale Mokram, etc. Now, let me make a little parenthesis. You know that when Chsin used to come to the Altarebe, they couldn't. You just come and you get a Yechides. If you wanted to get a Yechides, you needed to go and be educated by the Altar Chsidim, pass through a whole process of becoming a Kli, and only then they would let you, I know it's late, anyways you're not having lunch. Um, <laughs> I'll finish soon. And basically, what was the program of preparing the Chosin for Yechidus, and only then the Mashpia would decide if the guy is shy for Yechidus or not. Right, right. So basically, they would tell a Chosin to the new guy, to the new proponent, how do you call it, the new uh, um, applicant, they would tell him, and you have to tell me the interpretation. The guy would come with an interpretation a day later, two days later, and then Rabbi Del Palich or whoever was preparing him would be like, okay, that's fine, but no, you need to go deeper. Now give me a deeper explanation of the mindset. And like that, a week, two weeks, three weeks, until if they saw that he can squeeze the, the deepest essential juice out of the Chsidisha story, he's a clear, like if you have what it takes to see the 3D of the idea, then your side to see this can go. You can go and get admitted to that level. So close parenthesis. Now let's do it but fast because we don't have a couple of days. Like what's the word to the mindset? Why the Bashemto drives him nuts before like he reveals to him the the, the, the horses? With everything. Like he drives him nuts. He speaks to him about the horses. It makes him upset. Then he he plays with him, so to speak. Like, uh, do you know how to learn Kabbalah? This is not, I thought you know, and then, and then, uh, until he breaks. Is that like the So, yes, very good. So first, you need to get the Chitzonius before the Pneumius. First, he needed to like, break his Klippa, so to speak. Even though he didn't have a Klippa, like Tmeyo, but he still had his structure and perspective of Torah and he needed to break through that wall in order to open him up to like a deeper perspective of Yiddishkeit and whatever. And so he had to go through some, whatever, humbling experience, so to speak. But that's not enough. There's something much deeper. He wasn't playing with him before revealing his Shita. He was actually revealing his Shita. The Valsento was actually showing him what Chassidus is all about. If you can't see the goy that works with you, 
if you don't understand his hunger and care about feeding him, if you can't feel the horse, forget about the Goya human being, even an animal, if you can't see the Ilomaze Agashmi for what it really is, you're never going to manage to see the Malachim either. If you look at the world as the Chitzonius it is, so what's bad is bad and what's good is good, and a goy is a goy and a horse is a horse, and you don't see the Pneumius, the Elokus within it, then you won't see the Elokus within the book either, and you're going to keep on translating words. Because the same Eivishter that's inside of the book is the same Eivishter that's inside of the horse. Saving the distances, because of course there are Madrigues and there are distances. And yet, if Einoi Bilbado is MS, is Doch Einoi Bilbado everywhere. Not just inside of the Sefer. If Elohim, if you believe in God and God is true, then Elohim is Ele and me together. And you can't separate the Ele from the me. By doing that, you'll be doing Aboy the Zoro, Bedakus. Because you're still a Frumaid and you're still doing Mitzvahs, Bechulu, Bechulu. But Bedakus, you're doing Aboy the Zoro. Because you're separating Ele from me. And I need you to come with me to the horses and to the whatever and to the Poshita you went from the go from the horse to the goy to the Poshita Eden to the Eden to the Tamil Khomin to the Toilot to the Kabbalah to the Itzhaim to sing the Malachim. And all of that, all of those rings connect with one thread that makes them a necklace. And that thread is Ain Nivadoi. And that's Toyra Sabalchento. That's what the Maggid had to see. He wasn't playing with him until he's ready. He was already giving him the toughness of the shita. And this is the idea of Seu Morim Eneichem is Roshetevet Shema. Seu Morim Eneichem. What do you do when you say Shema? You realize that the world and the Koyach of the Evishter that sustains the world, it's all one. That's the idea. Thank you very much.